over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marshall still fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marshall. 4-2 Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Wallace out on the homestead. Millard out at the estate in Chapman. Back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... I'm having trouble today. Uh, Just a a little bit of difficulty (laughs) getting through the day because uh, yesterday there was no game. And mm-hmm. today, there should be a game, but there's no game. Yes. And I'm completely out of my rhythm right now. Mm-hmm. What to do, yeah. how to go about it. Even my kids came in and said, Dad, what time's the game? And yep. no game. What do you mean there's no game? Mm-hmm. Like, I know. It's crazy. We, we're used to day off, game day. Day off, game day. And we have two days off in a row. It's just a... It's strange. I, I'm sure it is for the players as well, but uh, and it's we've been on this just little routine of a of a roller coaster, and it's been it's been kind of normal for the last little bit. Yeah, it's it's certainly a, a different uh, situation right now for me too. Like I, I remember, you know, kind of waking up this morning, and and both of my kids asked me, "Okay, are you?" Where are you going to be today? Where are you going? Yeah. What time's the game? What's going on? And it's like, oh, no, there's no game. And they looked at me as if I had like three heads because that's just not something that we we do this, this, this no, season it's, it's... Uh, in hockey. It's just not. Now, are your kids disappointed that, that you don't have a game tonight? Uh, no. Uh, I, no, they're, I mean, they're happy. Oh, mine are They enjoy my company. Mine are like oh, sour. Really? Like, what do you mean? Like, don't you have like five games in a row? Like, can't you go on the road? Let's let's go on the road. Like, why don't they send you on the road? Do that, Dad. Do that. Oh, and speaking of going on the road, uh, heads up. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, Dan Duva and Gary Lawless for the second time this year will be uh, making a road trip for their broadcast uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they did a couple of games in St. Louis earlier. And they will call tomorrow night's game from the pond. Last game of the year between the Anaheim Ducks and the Vegas Golden Knights as we do get back to action tomorrow with a 6 o'clock start, if memory serves correctly. But uh, how about that? Uh, Dan Duva and Gary Lawless making their first foray into Southern California. And that is uh, great because they're just... There's something about, and they have done uh, a fabulous job. Just such an incredible, mm-hmm. um, with, with everybody, the engineers, Ray, uh, uh, behind the scenes, setting it up and, and calling the games and making it feel like you're actually there. But uh, like they, they did in St. Louis when they had the uh, the person with the uh, flamingo and they spotted the yes. flamingo toss, like just little little things that you can bring to the to the broadcast. Now I'm I'm told that they're actually not going to be in the same booth. Uh, COVID restrictions uh, mm. there will require them to be in separate booths. Which like, I'm, if I'm Dan, I'm like, can we do this all the time? 
with, 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 with Gary. Uh, but, uh, and, and I tell that to Gary uh, as well. Like, I mean, tell Gary, this plexiglass that's between us on the set for Lawless and Order is not going away when, when COVID goes away. I'm keeping it here, uh, but that's that's awesome that uh, that we get a little bit of a road game uh, for for the boys tomorrow night in Southern California. Yeah, I, and I think it, it's it's good for them too, right? Like they get to go out, they just get to to kind of feel that that rush of going out on the road. And we know that uh, with with Gary and Dan, I'm sure they'll find a, a nice place to get some food and. Uh, if nothing else, it'll lead to a story that will come out here on this program the next time Gary gets mad and needs to clarify something because you've spoken out of turn. I I don't think they'll be hitting up any uh, – like th- there's very different uh, levels of interest when I, or ability to settle for food with those two. I'm more on the uh, on the lawless <laughs> side. Like first thing you pass, you you make sure you go in and and you settle in. Uh, Dan's more of a connoisseur. Uh, he he well, likes his, his classy establishments. Well, I mean, like it depends on the situation. Like after a game, I don't care what it is. I don't care where I need to get it from. I just want to eat, right? Like I don't care. It doesn't. Do you matter. stop but after games? I I try not to. But I mean, sometimes, do like, you yeah, like, stop after games? Like ninety-five percent of the time, and 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 it's interesting because it's not even about hunger at that point. It's just a a routine that I have gotten into. You stop for food ninety-five percent of the time after a game at T-Mobile. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I'm let's, let's go. Let's go back. Let's I'm go back. hungry. I asked, started that, and you said I try not to. And then you come back. I try with, not to. <laughs> with you do stop ninety five percent of the time. That's. I mean, if I if I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say it's it's somewhere in the ballpark of like ninety five yeah. to ninety seven percent of the time. But it doesn't well, and, change the fact that I try not to. And you've got a bit of I a don't drive. Succeed there. So you're you're in prom. Well, yeah. So you, you've got a bit of a hike. So you want to make sure that uh, that you're hydrated and and you've got you got a snack there because you probably haven't eaten in a couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah, really important. Yeah, the, um, the, the worst thing is is when I don't stop, and then I get home and I'm hungry. Yeah, and then I can't go to sleep. It's the yeah. Worst. They had some really good cheesecake at the arena the other night, so I made sure that I did not have to have a make make a stop on the way home because the cheesecake was just so good <laughs> that I shouldn't tell anybody. But I went back for seconds. Oh no, I saw you. Did you? You saw yes. me? <laughs> yeah. No, I saw uh, you, you. Absolutely got busted on that. <laughs> it was it was it was really good. So I so somebody went without because you were selfish. No no no. Because when I left at the end of the night, there was still a pile of cheesecakes there. So so anyone who did wanted you take it, one, take them home. Take no no, I, I wouldn't do uh, that. No, hold on. Okay, be Chapman. honest. With, be honest with me right now. Okay. Did you think about it? Yes. Got a boy. Good. That's that. <laughs> you thought about it. Yeah, but the, that's but the right answer. The problem was, if I walked in the door with it, I probably wouldn't have gotten to eat it because the wife loves cheesecake too. So, uh, oh, you'd eat why it wouldn't you give it to her? Yeah, take one home. For oh, her. I wasn't going to take two home. Why? You could have brought one. You went home. back. You already had seconds. two slices of cheesecake. What are yeah. you doing here? Yeah, hey, I, I really like cheesecake too. So, <laughs> it would would. When when you rob the bank, it doesn't matter how much money you take. That's a fair point. Uh, you're still robbing <laughs> the bank. So if you go back for seconds, I don't think they're gonna. Get, it's it's no worse if you go back for thirds or fourths. And now I feel bad because I have a feeling it probably just got thrown out. So maybe I should have taken it. 
Uh, I've thought about it. There's been a couple of meals this year where there's been some, because so, so for everybody, there's no like press meal anymore, media meal. Right. Uh, they bring like hot lunches and they, they leave them there and it's up to you to go grab it. And uh, I usually grab it after the pregame show and eat uh, at the start of the first period. But I'll, I'll go back and grab mm-hmm. a, a water or a, or a Diet Coke and there'll be leftovers there. And by the middle of the second period before Lawless Nora, I'll be like, hmm. But I've never actually done it. I've never grabbed seconds. Uh, Chapman, you you grab seconds. Only of the cheesecake. What? Like when you ask questions on the on the post game show, what are you like? Are you just curious because you're not really doing anything with those answers? Well, I I am generally curious about about a lot of the stuff that I ask, but I also am a team player, so I feel like maybe sometimes other people might be able to use those. And, and I've had I've had a couple of people tell me, "Hey, great question," because I was able to use that quote. So I feel like maybe I'm helping some other. Why people Why don't you out. do something with the answers when you ask those? great questions that you so eloquently patted yourself on the back with well i'm always patting myself on the back i mean we we we've established that it's all about me 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 so um but i i yeah i i i someone once told me i should write a book about it i'm like no 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 no, i don't want a a book i'm I'm thinking more immediate like uh put out uh, a couple of tweets about your question and i asked well sometimes i do smith uh this and this is what he had to say. I, got, I, yeah, don't, I don't need you writing a book. Sometimes I do do that. Like, you don't have time to, to cut like uh, a second uh, bit of music for one-timers. How are you going to have fine time to write a book? <laughs> the motivation it's an is audio probably book. very different. <laughs> it's an audio <laughs> <Yeah>. book. <laughs> I, I used to have, like, like I mean, I my phone ran out of space, so I pretty much deleted all, all my interviews, but okay. I, ha- I had... Probably a hundred gigs of just audio from post game, pre game, locker room stuff during when we were. Why actually, would you save that? Why would I save it? Yeah, in case I wanted to go back and listen to something like like it was funny years years ago, the very first season when Max Pacioretty funny when, when when Pacioretty played here as a member of the Montreal Canadiens, I actually talked to uh-huh. him post game and he raved about playing here, loved it. And when he got traded here, I was able to go back and listen to what I had from him, and I was able to to tweet out what he had said way back in whenever it was February of 2018 when when Max had played here for the first time. Okay, how many interviews do you think you've done over the course of the four years? Oh, hundreds. All right, and you've used mm-hmm. that one time. No, no, no. I, I've 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 gone back a couple how times. Many, oh, how many on. times? I would say under five. <laughs> How many times? How many times have you listened to your interviews with William Carlson? Oh, yeah, I, I, they put me to sleep at night. <laughs> do you, Do you have a Do you have a sleep app with William Carlson talking on it? Yes, yes. He he he's talking to me about Aquavits and uh, Princess Madeline, and yeah, we we. Uh, I listen to it ad nauseum. I listened to an interview with Uka Pekalukunen uh, today. And he's the Finnish goaltender, the future of the Buffalo Sabres when it comes to uh, to goaltenders. And he was asked about his top five Finnish netminers of all time. And that accent, and when they, they, they blend the Finnish with the, with the English, it's one of the coolest things, I think, is uh, it, the way it just rolls off the tongue. So I kind of get what you mean uh, a little bit with William Carlson, but the... The idea that you keep all these interviews on your phone is a little mm-hmm. stockish. I don't know about that. You know what? I'm going to look right now and see. 
how many I have left because I know there can't be that many. Because I like I said, are you a pack rat in in life? No, no. I I try to eliminate as much <laughs> like clutter as possible. I I don't like clutter, but the problem is I I like posters and I like hats and shoes and I and I can't seem to get rid of shoes and hats. Like I have probably forty pairs of shoes and I have probably 50 okay. That's hats. A, that, that that's a pack rat. Yeah, but I don't have other stuff sitting around. Well, it doesn't doesn't matter. Right. Like it, you can it's still, still the same concept. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Just it? because you pick and choose certain things, just because you don't collect rocks, uh, doesn't mean you're not a pack rat. <laughs> no, but but like if, if you came to my 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 abode, as Ryan that's likes never, to that, say, that's never going to happen. No, no. Okay. Although you have invited me to yours in yes. Canada. At some, uh, at some no, point, no, I, no, I did not invite you. I actually and and, and I did the exact <laughs> opposite. The yeah, I the put, cottage. Yeah. I put uh, I put uh, a little random uh, little warning up to a Border Patrol about you. <laughs> okay, that, so that, first I did the exact first, opposite I, of that. I I think that we have to get Chapman to Darren's cottage, and the only way we're going to be able to do that is with is with me winning another bet. So the wheels are turning. The wheels are turning. Get I, Chapman to Darren's cottage. I, th- my my place is on an island. And there's two yeah. ways to get in. Well, three, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, a, f- a ferry, uh, the bridge, which is like 13 and a half kilometers long. Uh, do you do the math on, on the I, miles? I don't know I don't know that. Can you? Can uh, you well, 16 miles, so it's um, like nine miles, uh, something okay. to that effect. And yeah. and then you, or you can fly in. Uh, there's no way Chapman's going to drive because he's too lazy. Uh, he's wow. not going to. And the the no, ferry we, the ferry uh, he he wouldn't be able to get like he just wouldn't be able to figure it out the timing of it. He's and an international traveler, Darren. So I am going to uh, I am going to put, let me make sure that people are aware of uh, of this at the Prince Edward Island at the Charlottetown Airport. There's no way. <laughs> well, you know it's funny because I I, I was going to drive. That was the plan. I, I remember having the conversation. <laughs> you were going to drive to PEI. We were gonna we, we were gonna fly into Who like gonna, who's we. Me and the wife. Okay, good. And my son. I'm glad. Did that. she know about this? Yeah, yeah, because she, she, well, I know I've told Darren before, but she is, a, she, she's only been to one province in all of Canada, and it's PEI, right. because there's a book yeah, that Anna she loves. It's her favorite book. I know that. My wife's favorite book. I think that's a good thing that I know that. But yeah, Anna Green Gables, and it takes place in, in PEI. So she's been there, some golf course or something, and uh, yeah, she, she enjoyed it. So we were... We were going to drive. We were going to go to Acadia National Park in Maine because I've never been there and I'd like to go. And we were going to drive up. And, no, no, uh, just stop there. Okay. No, I mean, stop at Acadia National Park. You don't need to no, go No, 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 keep going. Keep going. No, we were gonna go going to go up through New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, that, did you hear? It's closed. New well, Brunswick? We're closed. Not, it's we're closed for the today. next five years Listen, for it, uh, construction. The moose at the front of the park should have told me that. Is that is that the next step in <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah. They've, uh, wow. They're have they doing some major infrastructure work in New Brunswick for the next five or six years, and it's completely closed off the access from Maine. Well, that's all right. I could wait. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's really too bad. It's, 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 it's really uh, oh, unfortunate. Man. This I don't know how we got on this subject. Great no, the, the, I, there's some things that I, I'll bet and I'll have fun with, but if there's <laughs> any chance of losing that, <laughs> I'm not making that bet. And one of my come on, okay, my worst nightmare would be Chapman yes. showing up at my door at the cottage. 
<laughs> well, because Matt and you only go there in the off season, right? Right. Like, and so you so, don't want to be as far away from Chapman as possible. And imagine what my wife's reaction would be. I think having you, having heard all the stories about Chapman, I think she would enjoy the company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. The, the reason why we go there in the first place is to get away from people. Yeah. We are, we are at the end of a road. Uh, there's nobody goes by. Uh, we have this secluded lot. We Our dogs can run. Everything can happen. There's If we don't want to see anybody, we don't see anybody. And you showing up on my doorstep would cause <laughs> a major issue for both of us. Because I know that I would be upset. And I would know that I would be in trouble because my wife would be upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'd just be sitting there going, hey, we'll only be here for four days. Yeah. That's all. We're only staying for four days. Now, but if you, like, if stay you in want the get, me get in to the stay bunkie, longer. Yeah, if you want to stay in the bunkie and I'd never see you or hear from you, you could do that. But I know that there's no chance what? of that. No, no. What's the bunkie? What is that? Like a bunkie is like, like a, a shed, a, right? Shed. Well, there's uh like where there's a couple of beds. It's a separate uh, building, but there's just a couple of sheds or so a couple of beds in there, and you can uh, the kids can have sleepovers in there, or if you if you have company and they want to, and there's too many people, you can put them out there. So it'd be like a casita, and and that's yeah, that's essentially at your cottage. Yeah. So you're you're like, you're okay with that. No, well, if if he promises that I never see him or hear of him Sweet. from him, oh so, man, so yeah, but we're wearing but what you the, down, Millard. Hey, we we can't have we can't get him to stop chiming in on this show. <laughs> never mind if he's know, on my great. property for four days, and then he'd be like, "Listen, like, where do I, I go? Don't, from I don't here? want him. I, I don't want him to hang out at my property. But like, this is this is kind of fun. Well, you've this invited is, me out to the property too. If you feed the goats when he's away, Who, me, yeah." Yeah, like I mean, you know, if well, you showed with, up with, here, with a that'd group be great, of people, but you, you'd have yeah. to find it. Yeah, you'd well, have to, like I haven't given you my address. Or no, anything. no, I'm no. Than that. I well, imagine yeah, Trump is, is is a lot like PI, where you just say, uh, "Hey, where's where's where do the Wallaces live?" And they'd be able to tell you. Mm. No, because that's I, way no. that's way PI is. I, I don't where's think Doug, where's is Doug like McLean? Uh, where, how do I find Doug McLean? Oh, just go up there to the uh, to the red church Ooh. and uh, turn right, and you you go right in there. Where's Millard? Do you do that? Because it it happens. Um, Darren, and- think about what you just gave Chapman. Think about the ammunition. Think about the ability to find people that you oh, just yeah. gave to yeah. Chapman. PEI. Oh no. PEI I'll fl- I'll fly people- into Charlotte. Is it Charlottetown? Right, the capital of PEI. No, Charlotte. Uh, it's Charlotte, North Carolina. You fly into, <laughs> and then you, you drive home. <laughs> um, you, you've got that mixed up. Sorry, I don't know how you got that, but uh, no, it's Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and then you, then you drive over. But uh, people, right. people uh, a PEI very proud, love their province. Uh, I would say. Like you're never from P if 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 you're from you'll always be from away if you're not born there. It's uh it's one of those little things where you're you're never really one of them, uh if you're not one of them, if the, if that makes any sense. So if the old saying goes, if if you're born on the bridge, in the middle of the bridge, or you're born on the ferry going over and your parents and you've got like eight generations from PEI, you're you're actually not not from PEI. Because you weren't born on PEI, and you'll always be from away. Uh, they they are very very uh, proud uh, of of their uh, history there, and I they don't take like outsiders are important, but 
you kind of take or more leave them than than take them. They get an uh, just one little dose of Chapman, and it's all over. Oh, they like me because I'd be buying rounds. Uh no, no. And and here's here's the other thing. I uh, remember Turk lives there. <laughs> Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, I wouldn't even have a chance to kick you off the island. Oh, he Turk, liked me. If Turk found out you were on the island, he liked me. You'd be you'd be oh, chased man. right out of there. I don't know. I don't know if he'd have me over for a beer, but I know he liked me. Well, who's having you over for a beer? No, I never said that. I said it's not like he would have me over for a beer, but I know he he liked me. No, but I'm wondering who's who's having you over for a beer because well, I'm would, not having you over. I would for find a beer. someone. I'm, I'm I'm sure I could find a a person who would have me over for a beer. PEI. Are you serious? You want to go to PEI for the Absol- summer? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to check it out. You should go this summer. Well, not this summer. Well, you're not going to be there. Well <laughs> yeah, done. go this summer because I won't be there. Nice try. Yeah, well, I'm, well, they won't. The border's closed, right? I, well, I could fly in, but I got a quarantine. Oh, for you know what? Weeks, you can so. you can sneak around that. Nah, I don't know about. Give listen, that. I, you know what? I'll I'll give you a couple of tips, <laughs> and you'll be fine. Those Royal Canadian <laughs> just, mounted just, police. I don't want to mess with those guys. Just tell them Doug sent you. Yeah, and, oh, I'm uh, sure that'll and go you'll, wow. and, and you'll be Jeez. just fine. And don't worry, our our prisons are very comfortable. I'm sure in PEI they're nice, yeah. But the problem <laughs> is that's not the first province I hit. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's oh. You can always try swimming. They do. Uh, they do uh, once a year have a big swim from New Brunswick over to PEI. Yeah, I'll pass on that miles. one. I'd like to see you in a in a dinghy rolling I, across there. I I swim like 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 in I've got a, an I'm anchor tied to my ankle. What was that? Uh, in a well, dinghy? In a dinghy, like in a, in a little, little raft, in a boat. Yeah. You don't what, know bunkies? You don't know dinghies? What is terminology? What is, hey, even I know no, what a dinghy absolutely is. absolutely not. You don't know what a dinghy is? Then again, I grew up on the ocean, so I should it's like a inflatable. Say, it's like an inflatable rowboat. Is. It's just like you, you... Oh, okay. Yeah. Like a dinghy. I don't know why <laughs> I keep saying it over like you're going to get it, because that's obviously not going to happen. Yeah, please, please tell me what it is again. Chapman, what would you what would you do on vacation? Give me an idea of what what vacation would be like for Chris Chapman. Well, it really depends where I go. I mean, like, I like no, but are you a museum guy? <laughs> I, are I, you are you a, a, a pub guy? I, I do you... enjoy the museums, yes, oh. but uh, I I I I actually like to try the local food. Well, everybody eats. Yeah, but but there are certain things that are you can only get in certain places. And while okay. other people may try to duplicate it, it it, it just doesn't turn out to be as. So you good don't as... go to, you don't go to PEI and have a, a steak. You no, want, I, you want I want some seafood. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I want bounty of the sea. Maybe Although, some some lobster, right? I, I imagine some the lobsters. Good. I'll eat yeah. some potatoes. Yeah, I know. Oh I know. no, they they lobster fish right off uh, right off my uh, my shore. Yeah, right? I know PEI is famous for their potatoes. Every uh, middle of August is lobster season on the uh, on the South Shore, and oh, that's the, time uh, the they boats go, go back and forth and back and forth. But it's illegal if we swim out and we catch one. Really? I'm bringing in. That's illegal. Uh, so I now know to now go in the middle of snorkel, August. We, we snorkel. We uh, we see them scurrying around there. I love it when they like scurry backwards, get their big claws up, and all that kind of stuff. Although I'm I'm scared out of my mind of them. Yeah, they don't have the little rubber bands on when they're in the ocean. No, they don't. No. Got to be careful. Scared of lobsters? Yeah. You ever been pinched by one of those things? No. No, no, not you, Ryan. Crab? No, but I'm not scared of them. Listen, you get pinched by a crab, it hurts. It hurts. Have you? Yeah. Why? Well, we used to... My... My... (laughs) My... Grandparents used to have a beach house in Maryland. In Maryland, well, they're known for their crabs. 
And we were swimming in the bay one time, and I had a couple of them bite me on the foot. So not, they, did you deserve the, it? No. Those things don't even like you. Were you doing something to annoy them? No, I was. I was swimming in the bay. I was walking on on the ground, and I must have stepped around a couple of them, and they were. Maybe it was the same one. I don't know. Were they I, trying to do a, a radio show, and you kept talking? Pro- probably. <laughs> the Krabby Hour. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The Vegas Golden Crabs Insider Show. Yeah. yeah they, the, the, they, this is what happens when we don't have a, a game for two <laughs> for two days. <laughs> That's exactly what it's happens. It's off the rails. It, it does off go off the rails. The rails. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to bring uh, you guys a couple of uh, little uh, tidbits about what's happening in tonight's schedule. should also bring everybody up to date on the Colorado Avalanche and uh, their happenings. And then in hour number two, we will get into the Vegas Golden Knights and really dive into some uh, some sound from uh, the media availability today, what Pete DeBoer anticipates happening uh, this weekend with only one game against the Anaheim Ducks and how you prepare for the stretch drive, which uh, after tomorrow night, uh, the schedule turns again and, and we'll get uh, a lot stiffer, like a brisk north wind. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. There's a positive COVID test for the Calgary Flames yesterday, but the game against the Montreal Canadiens going ahead as scheduled tonight. So it sounds like they've uh, been able to contact Trace and make sure that uh, the player was not in the in a position to uh, cause the virus to spread. Let's keep our fingers crossed on that front. The Calgary Flames trying to mount a charge in the back half of the season, although it is uh, it is very doubtful uh, given where they are. Just never gained any traction under Daryl Sutter. I'm surprised about that. Other action uh, tonight in the National Hockey League. Bruins against the Sabres again. Uh, seems like they've been playing. Did they save all the games between the Bruins and the Sabres for the final 20 games? Is, is that what I happened? think so, yes. It's yep. uh, bizarre. Uh, Flyers against the Rangers. They played a great game yesterday. Uh, also, Nashville-Chicago, another important that one for the Chicago Blackhawks to try and get back into it. And Minnesota against Los Angeles. That's your schedule for the National Hockey League tonight. Um, want to uh, run some uh, things by you guys, just uh, as we've got a second here to chat about the, the National Hockey League. Uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, won yesterday in their return off the COVID pause, the second COVID pause, uh, and they beat the St. Louis Blues. How impressed are you at that performance by the Avalanche as they get within two points of the Golden Knights? I I mean, impressed for sure, but it's also not necessarily uh, that surprising when you consider the Colorado Avalanche have been right there with Vegas Uh, all season long in terms of this division and battling it out for first place. And just with all the talent that the Colorado Avalanche have, I I, I think that we kind of expected that, you know, they'd be able to get back into things and get back into gear quickly. And they were certainly able to do that last night. They are uh, a team that can can clinch their uh, playoff spot last night. Uh, Spit that one out. They won uh, against the St. Louis Blues. So now it's Vegas and... Colorado, who have clinched playoff berths in the National Hockey League, and both uh, both those clubs come from the same division. Uh, Philip Grubauer, by the way, is off the COVID list as of today. So the between the pause and a couple of big wins, losing the number one goaltender for two weeks had 
zero impact on the Avalanche. Boy, did they get through one there. Yeah, and, and again, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, uh, without Philip Grubauer available, this is, what, the second game that the Colorado Avalanche have played mm-hmm. or had to play without Philip Grubauer available, and, and that, uh, of course, has to do uh, with with their pause. So, you know, as, as we kind of talked about the, the shutdown for Colorado initially, I said if you get into a situation where it cuts down the amount of games that you'd be without your number one goalie and Philip Grubauer, that has to be taken into account as a positive for Colorado. And it, it kind of bears out that, you know, instead of having to play close to five, six or seven games without Philip Grubauer, it's only two for Colorado. And that's a, a positive for sure. Where are you guys on players uh, speaking out uh, after a coach makes a, a decision? Do you appreciate it? Do you think there should be some latitude for a player to speak their mind? Or do you think the player should always take the the high road because the coach is the boss and the coach uh, makes the rules? So for me, I I think that I'm always in favor of players speaking their mind. I I think that uh, in this sport in particular, hockey in particular, so often we, we just hear... Uh, the same cliches over and over again. So often we just kind of uh, default to to not really saying much. So anytime a player kind of steps outside of that realm and, and does provide a little bit of pushback, whether it be to a coach, whether it be just in general, I, I'm always in favor of that. I'm always in that corner. I kind of go the other way. I'm, I, I think, I mean, it's great when players do speak out, but at the end of the day, the coach is the boss. He's the one who's making the decisions and, Quite honestly, it's, it's not the player's right to go over the head of the boss. I asked that question because last night when we were on the air doing yesterday's show, we mentioned that the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Winnipeg Jets had accounted uh, for three goals in the first like three minutes of the game, and it got even worse for, for the Winnipeg Jets as they were down 3-2 in that one, and Paul Maurice decided uh, to take his Vesna Trophy winning goaltender out of the game. And Connor Hellebuck came back today and said, it's a 3-2 game, and I don't think I should have been pulled. That's as far as I'm going to go with that when he was asked about uh, being taken out of the game. I felt fine in the net. I'm not going to lie and say I was A-plus material, but I thought the game that I had was good enough to win. Is that uh, is that okay? I don't think that's out of line. It's I mean, it's not out of line. I think you, you look at Connor Hellebuck, you look at, you know, again, the the season that he's putting in and what he's able to do and, and what he brings to the table to the Winnipeg Jets. Like, he he's the type of goalie, he's the type of guy that, that believes in his ability. And, you know, again, if, if, if you're asking Connor Hellebuck, do you agree with being pulled, I'd rather him give an honest answer than to just – kind of beat around the bush or not really say much of anything. I like the idea. I like knowing, and if I'm a Jets fan, I absolutely like knowing that Connor Hellebuck's not happy about being pulled, that he believes he could have battled through it, he could have been good in the net or at least good enough to win. I want to see that fire from him. Yeah, That's I don't, what I want to see. I don't think there's too many goalies in the league who would have answered that question any differently. Well, sometimes uh, I think I mean, you know the, why the coach is, is taking you out. You, know, you don't have it and, it, and it's obvious, or they're trying to make a change and and uh, alter the momentum of the game. But it's a 3-2 game, and, and he gets pulled. It's not like it's a 3 nothing game. And, and I mean, I, I think given the circumstances, I think there's maybe not every goalie, but I would say a large majority of goalies would, would have felt the same exact way that Hellebuck did. 
Early in his career, Henrik Lundqvist had a trend of taking himself out. And he would just, like, <laughs> skate to the bench. And, uh, and I don't know what he'd say, but it would be something along the line of, I'm done. Uh, that, and and that, that rubbed people the wrong way. And he had to really battle through that. Uh, and there was some, some harsh feelings between the team uh, and the players and, and Hank uh, on a couple of occasions. But he, he really did a great job of getting those uh, under control. Uh, when he would take him out, but yeah, that's uh, it's it's a fine line. The goalies and coaches, we don't see it very often, but mm-hmm. when it goes sideways, it can be it can be interesting. I think of uh, Team Canada in the this goes back a ways, guys. But in the 2002 Olympic Games in Salt Lake City, the head coach for Team Canada was Pat Quinn. He's the Toronto Maple Leafs head coach at the time, mm-hmm. and. Curtis Joseph was the number one goaltender for Team Canada in that tournament. And the Canadians got ripped up by the the Swedes. And Pat Quinn made a change and went to Marty Brodeur, and he didn't give up the net the rest of the tournament, played the gold medal game, and Team Canada beat Team USA. They won the gold. Well, they came back to Toronto and uh, resumed the National Hockey League season, and they honored the the coach and the goaltender at center ice, and there wasn't even a handshake. There was like a a slight tap (laughs) between the two. That relationship took a long time to get better. It, it was never great when they were uh, with as as teammates. Uh, uh-huh. it, it got better after they were they were done and uh, and before Patrick uh, passed away. But uh, like it can and and Mike Keenan had some really uh, uh, tough relationships with goaltenders over the year because he would he would take them out so much. Uh, and and this is one of those ones where thankfully, uh, like Paul Maurice is such an open. Uh, communicator, and I don't, I don't have any uh, worries that 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 would be the case. But um, in, we we saw it here in 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 the bubble last summer, where uh, it's it's a it's much more of a balancing act than I than I think we we appreciate uh, a lot of times looking at the situation. Yeah, you know, I, I I think I agree with that. I, you certainly want to be able to like if you're a coach. In within it within the parameters of the game, like you have to feel confident and comfortable that when it's when it's time, if you've seen enough from your goaltender, if he doesn't have it, you're gonna pull him. And you also have to understand that at at, at this level, everyone's a competitor. Everybody wants to be in there, and and Connor Hellebuck's no different. But it's how you communicate after the fact, or even within the moment, that that really matters. Like. I don't think there's going to be any ill effects as we move ahead for Paul Maurice and Connor Hellebuck. Like they'll get over it and they'll come to the rink and be professional. And Connor Hellebuck's going to go out there and probably have a fantastic game the next time he plays because that's the type of competitor he is. Uh, but really, I mean, it, with anything in life, and we talk about this all the time, it all comes back to how you communicate the message and what are the learning principles behind it. And for me, this is one of those situations where you don't always have to agree, but you do have to work in the right direction to get better and, and be what you need for the team to move forward. Paul, Paul did say that uh, he's majority of the time he would just let it uh, simmer overnight and then they would have the conversation, but he's not he's not worried about the relationship at all with uh, with Connor Hellebuck or, or where where his psyche is or anything to that effect. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's not often that you hear the goaltender just come out and flat out say. Uh, I should have been kept in. That that was the the wrong call. I w- I should have been able to allow myself to work into the game. His points are so important, though. I mean, uh, th- that's one area. Part partly because Vegas has played so strong. But how many times has a goaltender been been taken out of a game 
this year for the Golden Knights. Once uh, in Minnesota, uh, when when Logan Thompson went in, like, I think Sounds that's correct. it, right? And and part of that again has to do with there hasn't been many opportunities uh, where where you've been chasing the game and you've been down by a bunch. Uh, they have allowed uh, a couple of games, uh, more goals than they they would have liked, but uh, they've been able to to rally or or be close in those games. Uh, but that it's got to be, geez, one of the one of the fewest goalie change seasons that I've ever been around, where you're approaching the the. Like forty, what it's forty six games, and you've made one goalie change all year, uh, and and that was sort of to uh, to give Mark Andre Fleury some some rest because he was going to have to go back in. Remember, they were that was in that wild crazy stretch where Robin Leonard was out, and they were going into St. Louis after that, so they were going to give uh, give him just a couple of minutes off to as much rest as as they could in that game. Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, it's pretty wild when you kind of sit back and think about it. But then you also recognize that it's Mark Andre Fleury and it's it's Robin Leonard. And and granted, Robin Leonard did miss games and did miss action. But you know, you got two of the best in there, and uh, you 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 just you don't really. I think the rotation probably has something to do with that. You, you don't really want to make a change and then kind of mess with the rest that you have or the preparation that you have on this rotation for the Golden Knights but I mean it also helps that the team's been really really good and the goaltending has been stellar all season long we went through uh, the Patrick Marlowe event this week and we did I think the 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 number that was tossed out there was Marlowe has missed 31 games in yes. 20, 20 seasons 21 seasons some mm-hmm. staggering number 31 mm-hmm. games well how about this one from alexander ovechkin he's day-to-day right now with a with a lower body injury uh he's missed 20 games to injury over 16 seasons 20 games <laughs> that's wild and, and and it's wild considering that it, you know he scores his goals in 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 one spot particularly on the power play but the way that he plays the games he is an absolute bull he's not afraid of physicality it's it's staggering to me that he hasn't missed more just from bumps and bruises that he's that he's collected along the way now he's missed a couple uh, the suspension here and there uh he was out because of covid things like that but but 16 games and and he you're right he plays the game hard but his first eight years, he was a menace out there in, in, in a good way. <laughs> like he was just a, a, a one of my buddies used to call him a rolling ball of razor blades. He was just bouncing <laughs> off everybody, and if you came in contact with him, you got hurt because he's so rock solid. And yeah. that that to me is, you wonder could he ever maintain that pace? Could he ever uh, keep that up without knocking himself out of the lineup uh, and, and being more of a hindrance to himself? Well, there's there's some good genes in there because I didn't realize, and John Shannon tweeted that out, that he's missed uh, third, or 20 games to injury over 16 seasons. Yeah, that's wild. I, I mean, it, like it really is, and, and I think we kind of sit back and, and marvel at Alex Ovechkin for many different reasons over the years, but... Um, the fact that he's been so durable all all career long really is is what puts him in this in this rare air where 
you know, the the talk about Gretzky's goal scoring record is is actually on the table, and and it's because of his ability to continue to play a bunch of games every single season and not really fall to to injuries. Do you guys have um, a favorite right now, the outside of the, the the Golden Knights, where you look at the league and go, that team's got a really good shot of winning it? Because it, it so, does seem like everybody's kind of like jumped into a big pack. So for me, like I I have to say, there's a couple, and one of one of the teams is Toronto, and and I know that that you know you can kind of take that or leave that, but. Toronto's got a really good opportunity in front of them to get to the final four. And and I think that just kind of based on their division and and just where I think that team is in terms of of the class of the division, I think they've got a really good chance to get there and get there in a way that maybe isn't going to be as as difficult or as rigorous as some other teams. And you know, the other one is is Carolina. Like Carolina where they're at, this team and, and kind of battling through injuries and, and all, all season long, I really like the Carolina Hurricanes. But again, it, it kind of goes against what I was saying about Toronto. If you're Carolina, you're going to have to go through Tampa and Florida, potentially, or, or Florida. And those three teams, that's a lot of hockey and a lot of really good opponents that you got to get through just to get into the Final Four. I think, I think it's really tough, right? Because we haven't seen anybody play anyone from outside their their little grouping but i'll tell you a team that's really playing extremely well right now and i know ryan's not going to want to hear this mm-hmm. the boston bruins are, are on fire St- just stop talking, stop talking right now. <laughs> i, I talk about the boston I, I i also like like toronto and carolina but i'm i'm not going to sleep on the florida panthers yeah they're a, they're a team that well, i had a long talk with uh, sam bennett today just got traded there and yeah. and he's like, he can't be more excited about being involved with that team. And it, there's a little bit of surprise with all the skill. Uh, he admitted he hasn't paid any attention to any other league. In and I, when I say league, all the other divisions, like he was just yeah. so focused on what was going on. And he said when he got traded to to Florida, the first thing he did was look at the standings to see where they were. And went, whoa, this is, this is great. Uh, this is outstanding. Because Florida hasn't won a series since 96. Can you believe that? That's since, a long since time. Since our, our buddy Doug McLean uh, was was behind the bench in in their third year. Haven't won a, so the, the, that's it's it's been stagnant there. And, and so I, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure about Florida. I, I like them. Uh, I'm, I'm not in on Toronto at all. Uh, I, I don't buy in on that. Carolina is an don't interesting one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Toronto, I, I do find uh, there, there's a certain irony though that if they do find a way to to get it done this year for the first time since 1967, yeah. And and the old joke is every time they win three in a row, people are planning the parade in, in Toronto. <laughs> uh, I, I I find a certain amount of irony right now that if they do finally get this done for the first time since 1967, they wouldn't be able to have a parade. Because, yeah, because of the yeah. world situation, so I, uh, I I do gain some kind of uh, uh, humor in, in that. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll get some good news, and then we'll come back with some sound from uh, from Pete DeBoer regarding the Vegas Golden Knights uh, and what's happening there. There's two teams out of the West Division right now. They're heads and tails above everybody else, and that's the Colorado Avalanche and the Golden Knights, who have both booked their 
places in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the only teams in the National Hockey League to uh, secure those spots. Uh, this is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's time for the good news of the day on the VGK Insider Show. The good news of the day is brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union, prioritizing people over profit. And that's exactly what we are going to do tomorrow. And if you aren't doing anything, you'll want to come down to City National Arena to help a great cause. Tomorrow, 10.30 a.m., 2.30 p.m., we will be stuffing the Siena to help benefit Project 150. One Project 150 is a nonprofit in the Valley that efforts to assist homeless, displaced, and disadvantaged high school students in the Valley. I'm going to be down there from 12.30 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. And, you know, I'm just going to say it. Bring your personal hygiene, non-perishable food items down to City National Arena. If you have the means to swing by and help this great cause, we would love to see you out there tomorrow. And, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, it's it's nice to feel good and it's nice to help out. And if you have the means to do so, uh, that's where you can uh, you can have your, your efforts and your energy tomorrow. That's all. I'll, I'll do that. I'll stop by. I'll uh, I'll bring you some uh, some hygiene uh, uh, supplies and uh, and stop by tomorrow at City National Arena. Uh, what time are you going to be there again? I'm going to be there from 12:30 p.m. to 2:30 p.m. and then uh, I'm going to race back and uh, get ready for the pregame show. Yeah, you got there's a quick game turnaround tomorrow. there. Eh, well, you know, I'm used to it. I can teleport. I don't know Five o'clock you know uh, pregame tomorrow. Six o'clock start. That's what we're looking that, at. That sounds correct. Nice. That sounds oh, uh, correct. I was at uh, Seton National Arena doing a, uh, a game last week when the team was either in Anaheim or L.A., and our good friend Mike from uh, from the post-game show and, and the odd time when we opened up the lines on the VGK Insider Show popped by, and we, we got to connect and, and say hello. So that was uh, that was kind of cool to meet some of uh, some of the people that we are in conversation with on uh, on a regular basis. So I uh, look forward to, uh, to catching up with you tomorrow. Uh, good news of the day brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union prioritizing people over profit since 1951. Pete DeBoer coming up next as he talks about this one-game hop over to Anaheim as they try to run the winning streak to nine games. The VGK Insider Show, hour number two, is next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.